You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 489 of Podcateers. This week we heard a singer whose rendition of Sally's song had us floating on air. The Halloween season is over, so you know what that means. Disney and California Adventure lose their voices. We sum up all the changes coming to Disney Dreamlight Valley as they prepare to exit their early access status next month. And we round out the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, covering facts about 2009 and 2010. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get to enjoy some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so it's time to jump into the episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, we hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 489 of Podcateers. You know, I never thought I would get an opportunity to wear my Uncle Howdy mask, and I got a chance to do it for work. Like, not even because we were dressing up for Halloween, Mm -hmm. but we did put on, like, a Halloween event thing, and I got to wear it, and I posted a picture of myself in that on Discord, because I did the whole lighting bit and everything for the recording Mm -hmm. that I did, and I I had fun. Nice. So does does he have a catchphrase? Uh, he does not. Okay. The fiend did. Uh-huh. I mean, it just it depends. Uh, so because Bray Wyatt had multiple characters, and Uncle Howdy happened to be one of the newest characters that he developed. Uh-huh. The fiend's catchphrase was "Let me in." Okay. Oh. The Bray Wyatt's like his when he, when his character was known as the Eater of Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, his catchphrase was "Follow the buzzards." Gotcha. And and Uncle Howdy. I I don't think they developed the Howdy character enough to have a catchphrase because he only appeared a handful of times before Bray passed. So I don't think there was ever a catchphrase established for Howdy. Okay. But, I think uh, I got one that he could use. What's that? Howdy ho! <laughs> Mr. That's a long, yeah, that's along <laughs> in the theme, right, of, of Mr. Howdy. It seems... Sure. See, yeah, he would go, Howdy! Smile, that, nod. That sounds exactly like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like really high too. pitch and like a poo-poo with a Santa hat on. It goes with his character, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I always thought that mask was just going to be a display item. And uh, I got a chance to I even got a chance to use the Fiend mask, which I do not own. I had to borrow that one from my brother. But I had fun with that. And it's been a while since I've had an opportunity to put like a video like that together. And it was just one of those fun Halloween things that we get a chance to do, like at work. And 
uh, yeah, it's fun. You got to so, do some acting. Listen, I'm not going to win any Academy Awards for it, but I did my damnedest to <laughs> portray the Uncle Howdy character as best I could, and I pulled out the most horrible, horrible Southern accent that you will ever hear in your life. But overall, it worked. People enjoyed it. At least they said they did. You pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> to your face, they yeah. said they enjoyed to, it. To my face, they said they enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. So what, what it was, just to give more context to everyone listening, uh, Mel and, and Andrew knew about this, but we put together like a virtual murder mystery thing. Uh, we, we had done one before uh, with other characters, but this time we decided to kind of step it up and everybody got dressed up. They were in character and we put together like a series of video vignettes where each one essentially gave more information about what happened. This was not a murder mystery. It was uh, a different type of mystery that you had to solve. But it worked. It was five acts. People enjoyed it. Again, to my face, they said they enjoyed it. I can't say anything outside of that, but I had fun. You know, like I said, it's been a while since I've been able to put something like that together. So uh, I didn't get much sleep, though. So overall... The last few days, I've been uh, zombieing around because it, I've been doing my best to catch up with sleep. Uh, you and me Halloween. both. Well, I mean, you've been working in certain amounts of, of hours <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with your setup, and then yeah. I know Mel's been burning the midnight oil, getting the stuff ready since uh, Isle of Magic is coming up. It's next weekend, huh? This weekend. This this coming. This weekend is coming. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it's close. But, you know, Halloween is over. Uh they're defrosting Mariah Carey and you can just hear um, it just in the distance. Oh boy. <laughs> it's cu- it's a little muffled right now. To give it a couple days. <laughs> But it's there. It's, it's there. there. Uh, hey, uh, I want to talk quickly about a couple of videos that uh, we saw on social media because they were super cool. Uh, if, as you probably saw with the episode title card, this episode is going to be heavily dedicated to the Disney Dreamlight Valley Showcase because there was a ton of announcements. And I want to talk about them because there was a really big change that Gameloft is implementing that is causing a little bit of controversy, but we'll get into that uh, a little later in the episode. But first of all, uh, Hollywood Bowl, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. It's been a show that's happened pretty much every year for the last, what, like 10 years now, something like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a, a while since they started it. And... Uh, I believe Halsey was supposed to do Sally's song mm-hmm. uh, at one of the shows. She ended up backing out because of some controversy that started to stir up. But they brought out one of the background singers. Her name is Baraka May. Mel, talk about this performance. <laughs> okay, so in our text message, it it was hard to be to explain how excited and how I felt. Because um, music could move you, and scores do that. Like music for movies, like if I hear it, it'll take me away. And, and of course, Danny Elfman's music does that. We know, like a lot of the 
original characters, the I mean the voice the voice actors I would say, when they become of age, it's like, okay, who would be the next this or how would they continue the show and whatnot? That that's my that's goes on in my head. So when we played this, you're like, hey, check this out. I watch it and Baraka May is amazing. And when I say amazing, I mean she, I, I'm going to put it out in the world. She could be the next Sally or she could be Sally in the future for other projects or something. And so the reason I got like so excited about this is because I had the fortune, like just the, I had the opportunity to see Catherine O'Hara perform Sally's song. And there's something about that song, her voice, the way that it's performed that I didn't sing to this song. I was like, I have to listen. You know, I have to listen and hear this because it just took me away. And um, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's, it's almost like, I guess when people faint at concerts because the music like overtakes their soul and stuff. That's what happens. I just like zone in. The world doesn't exist. Whatever. I'm listening. After hearing Baraka's of, of performance, I felt the same way. Like I was zoned in. I'm just taking it in. I'm not even singing. I'm just like observing this whole thing because it, it was like the same emotions, the way that it like the way that she captured the moment, the, the emotion, the sound. And um, it, it's something weird. It's just similar to what Catherine O'Hara was, do, was doing for us. Um, I got to see Billie Eilish be Sally and I did not feel that way at all. Nothing, nothing against her, nothing against Billie Eilish. It just, she did okay, but she wasn't like, oh, okay, cool. Like, She's awesome and stuff. She did good. She did good. But the performance that we had seen that you had showed us or, you know, Texas over, she, she needs to be out there like front center. Like she, and I forgot how many videos she's been or how much work she's done, but she's done a lot of things. Yeah. I think it was like background singer for a bunch of people yeah. and all kinds. There, there's like, like huge mm -hmm. acts and, and Beyonce, I think, and all kinds of stuff. So maybe I could have made that up. I don't remember. No, no, no I yeah. think you're right. Was it Beyonce? Beyonce. <laughs> so basically, I think she's like, she's, she's going to be big name very soon now. Because that was awesome. Like, just no one has come close to Catherine O'Hara. So I think she could be it. Yeah, it was kind of a surreal moment, right? Because even Catherine O'Hara came back to do Sally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the older you get, it's hard to sing the same way that you did, you know, 20 years ago right you know so your, your voice does change a little bit it it it's not as strong as it used to be i mean i think some vocalists can still do that but when you're not doing it over and over 
you lose that muscle, right? It's like right. any other muscle. If you don't use it every day, it's hard to keep up with it. And Catherine O'Hara came back to do a performance and Catherine O'Hara didn't sound like Sally. Like it sounded like Catherine O'Hara singing a part that she did 20 plus years ago. But Barack May's performance, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. I mean, she sounded better <clears throat> than Catherine O'Hara did. Like, you mentioned Billie Eilish and like, you know, other artists that have performed, you know, Sally's song. Mm -hmm. They're all either trying to put their own twist. I know Billie Eilish loves to do that. Like she'll try to put her own twist on it, which is fine. Right. They're all singing the same song with like their own version of it, Mm -hmm. but it's essentially a karaoke version. Right. Because it's not, it's not Catherine O'Hara's, but Barack May's performance sounded as if Catherine O'Hara was singing it for the first time. It was so damn good. It was eerie how spot on she was to sounding like Sally. And it's not just when she just started singing. She was talking in the beginning and you just got like that, um, that sense of Sally. Like, like no one has come close to that. Yeah, there's a tenderness to Sally's character mm-hmm. that you're right. Like in all the performances, I don't really think anybody's been able to capture like quite the essence of Sally the way that Baraka May did in her performance. So uh, we'll have to post a video over on Discord for people to watch it because I'm telling you, it's eerie how good she sounds, like how spot on to Catherine O'Hara's original performance it is. Uh, it's it's so good. So yeah, it it was great. I now I have a question for you and related to this because of you know the the yearly it seems to be uh, Nightmare Before Christmas concerts at the Bowl. Who besides the original cast, who would you want to see as a Nightmare Before Christmas character perform at the Hollywood Bowl? Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Because we did see Fred Armisen take over Paul Rubin's part. Mm-hmm. And I i mean, it wasn't exactly Paul Rubin's interpretation of it. But I think Fred Armisen did a really great job, you know, given the character. Oh, man, I might have to revisit this one. I don't think I know enough performers that I would instantly want to cast. It would be funny to see Josh Groban as Oogie Boogie. <laughs> um, no, no, uh, Taylor Swift as Sally for you, Hazen. No, no, no. That just, <laughs> it, it's not the same vibe. Taylor Swift is Oogie Boogie. No, Taylor Swift is Oogie Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift can be Barrel. There you go. Just part of Shock Lock and Barrel. It's ter- and, uh, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, and uh, I don't know somebody. Else. Olivia Rodrigo. And yeah, then there's there real go. animosity there. Oh da, boy! Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, uh, if Word Al were to just take mm. it, I think he'd be great because he did good, and he because he he's had performed that chemistry. Before, yeah, yeah. Right. That's when you saw it. Right. Are you talking about Jack or Oogie? Oh, for him. I think he. No, Weird Al did what? What uh, was the Paul Rubens uh, character? He, right. No, oh, okay. he was okay. shock. Oh, it was shocked. Yeah. Okay. Got it. The, okay. Okay. Yeah, as far as like Jack and Oogie, I'd probably have to think about it a little bit just to figure out 
who fits the mold. But again, immediately, I'm just I'm it, it, I'm tickled by the idea of uh, Josh Groban as Oogie Boogie. <laughs> there's also this would be funny. There's this guy that um, he's a Broadway guy. Um, he was most recently in uh, Hades Town, but he was also uh, in the what they did a like recording uh, an album of the Hunchback uh, like stage musical, mm-hmm. and he was the mm-hmm. voice of Frollo. Um, and he's just got this like bananas deep voice, um, and I think that would be uh, like a really good, interesting thing to see or you know hear um, done. Uh, his name is Patrick Page. He's got like the deepest voice on a planet. I'm sure it's <laughs> look him up, or if you if you've listened to the the Hunchback Broadway recording. He does Frollo's uh, singing parts. Um, so that one, I think, would be fun. I love Weird Al. Weird Al could do the whole freaking show for all I care. He could right. be every character. <laughs> Jack and Sally. I mean, he could do it. I mean, yeah. imagine like when he sings Kidnap Sandy Claus and he's just jumping between. Yeah, and he's all of them. <laughs> yeah. you know Can we who... get Weird Al and Richard Cheese to do like all the parts? Ah, oh, I wow. love Richard Cheese. A whole Richard Cheese, just like lounge lizard, uh, lounge singer version of. Oogie Boogie song or something. I was going to say, talking about Oogie Boogie, um, what about Keith David, who's also the Shadow Man? Oh, yeah. Keith David. Mm. Uh, from Yeah. Um, or, I mean, even um, the also the guy that uh, voices Lewis in Princess and the Frog, he's another Ooh, Broadway guy. He yeah. voiced um, Audrey 2 in um, Little Shop in a revival. And he's got a great deep voice. Bo- both of them do for singing the oogie boogie parts. What about Peter Hargrave? Uh, speaking of other videos we wanted to talk about, he's Scar in The Lion King. Mm, and yeah. uh, Mel posted this video in our group chat. Uh, he's essentially doing the spiel of the ghost host for the Haunted Mansion. And it's so good. What about Peter Hargrave? You know what? Why not? Why not? Get whole, exactly. Get That's what, you know, kind of the people that I I can think of that, you know, have a lot of acting and singing chops are all, you know, musical people. So, you know, Broadway and whatever. So, why not? Let's get the whole friggin' Broadway cast of the Lion King to do it or uh Aladdin's still on Broadway. There's a a bunch of people. You could yeah, what's his name? Uh Oh, I lost it. Yeah. Oh well. Never mind. That they guy, the guy that, that played thing. the guy that played Genie. He then on went the on to Hamilton. Um, he's gonna be playing um, uh, James Monroe Iglehart. I finally came to me. Um, but yeah, he's he's been attached to a bunch of stuff. I forget what the thing he's doing now. Most recently, oh, he's gonna be King Arthur and Spamalot on Broadway. Oh, because they're bringing Spamalot back. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, that Lion King video is fun because the costume is... The, I love the costumes in the Lion King. I mean, they won a, a Tony for best costumes. That's uh, uh, Julie Taymor costumes with all the puppets and all that stuff. So he, he so activates bad. that head to come down in, in front of him and stuff. It's so cool. You know what? I guess since we're talking about acting and, and singing and voices and all that stuff, maybe we should get into the news that this is actually sad news uh we 
caught wind last week that, and listen, I thought this was a rumor. Okay, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, man, this is just one of those like nasty rumors that's circulating because, you know, the Internet is the Internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was true until I saw Brett Iwin post about it. And when Brett Iwin posted about it, I mean, that's the voice of Mickey Mouse. Right. If anybody's going to know for sure, it's the voice of Mickey Mouse that's going to post it. He's not going to post just some rumor. But. Apparently, Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon, uh, lovingly known as the voices of Disneyland and California Adventure, did not have their contracts renewed by the Disney company, and they will no longer be the voices of the Disneyland Resort. Boo. End of an era. Boo. I say boo. Boo. I think we all say boo. I mean, boo. Bill's been doing yeah. this for like 32 years. He's, I mean, Jack Wagner was the original voice of Disneyland. And back when he retired in like 90 or 91 or something like that, Bill took over, you know, and he became the official voice of Disneyland. Fun fact about Bill, he's also Santa on the It's a Small World Holiday attraction. <laughs> I um, never knew that. Yeah, he's Santa. <laughs> uh, did you know that Rogers isn't even his last name? What? That's his stage name. Yeah. His name is William Koenig, but he, wow. his stage name is Bill Rogers. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it tripped me out the first time I found out that he had a stage name because Camille's, Camille's name, I think, is is Camille Dixon. Um, like she she acted in like three episodes of Days of Our Lives at one point. Uh, before she was doing like full-time voice acting stuff but um i know camille joined the disney family like she was doing announcements for the resort but they were more like cameo appearances and it could have been like a test run but she officially came on board when they opened buena vista street and cars land back in in june of 2012 but yeah it was such a surprise to see the news that this happened Ah, I, I, you know, two of the nicest people you will ever meet. I've had an opportunity to to meet them at multiple events. Uh, it's iconic, you know, to listen to their voices in the parks, announcements for fireworks, the closing, like everything. Like any time you heard an announcement, it was one of their voices. And yeah, it's it's gonna be different. I think for the time being. Uh, the resort has said that their voices will continue to appear as part of certain elements and certain announcements while they find a replacement. Yeah, it, this this one's a hard a hard it one. It is. To swallow. It's hard because Camille, man, her voice was part of my nightlife when it was electronica. So you constantly mm-hmm. heard her and stuff, and just good stuff. Yeah, I think it's just it's sad because it's those little things that. <laughs> whether you didn't know if you're going to get fireworks or not you're like it was normal like things like that yeah what's uh, what am i going to hear when they say due to high winds yeah. uh, <laughs> remember dreams come true may be presented without fireworks or whatever he said you know what what am i going to do i i it's his voice is what makes it not so bad it's uh really a bummer that disneyland has decided to part ways with them it's it seems to be not of their own choice of of bill and camille it's uh 
the Disneyland Resort. Um, they've done this th- in the past with uh, my favorite Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. They've just they just decided, ah, we're going in a different direction, and that direction is just nothing. <laughs> when it came to Billy Hill, it's just like, well, we're just gonna have nothing. How about nothing instead? So I hope this isn't a, uh, you know, I I'm just pulling at straws here, not trying to like create panic or anything. But I hope this isn't like a thing where they're like, well, we have about four billion hours of Bill Rogers talking, so we can just plug all this into an AI and make it say whatever we want. Like, I, oh, I hope it's not that. I dude. hope they at least replace oh. him with... I, I don't, you know, I, I I don't know if this is actually happening. It's just like a, I hope you know... Not. Like, <laughs> oh. worst case scenario. Um, okay. So here's the freaky thing, okay? We didn't discuss this beforehand, but how freaky is it that I had the exact same thought? Yeah. Because, like, this well, is the world yeah. we live in, okay? Mm-hmm. That Especially with the actor strike... This right. was the thought that came into my head. It's yeah, it's just everything now is going to like is going to AI. They're like, well, we don't have to pay this guy. We have all his recordings, and you know, depending on what their contracts were like before AI, they may own it, all those recordings and can do whatever they want with them. You know, yeah. in in perpetuity or whatever the wording is. And he's basically said enough that they have all of the announcements covered. He said right? probably every word they've ever needed him to say ever in yeah. any inflection. They just have to, like, you know, find it. Or remember the Simpsons episode where they go to Camp Krusty mm-hmm. and they have the really bad dub of Mr. Black on the, like, Krusty the Clown is, like, giving instructions. It's like, hey, kids, I want you to listen to Mr. Black. He's going to be the guy that's guiding you through (laughs) Mr. Black. Like, imagine if it's, like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Black, or something. Like, it's just the the words that they need, they plug in, you know, at the, I don't know. It's sad. You know, it's so funny that this, that they didn't renew the contracts because, you know, over the last few years, Given everything that's happened since 2020, with the reopening of the resort, one thing that I've I've seen Disney do is really try to latch on and really squeeze everything they can out of nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it's what's getting it's what's getting people to go back. They're like squeezing everything they can out of that that feeling, and removing bill and camille is is really gonna hurt that because people associate their announcements and their voices so much with the parks that i mean how many times do we say the tram stuff even joking around or like when we're you know leaving the call or or have to you know pause for a second we'll use the same you know like emergency messages or like you know you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's become part of our general vernacular and the fact that they decided to do this it's baffling like i get it you know that you need new actors there's a cycle that it goes through and stuff like that but for as much as they're trying to latch on to nostalgia this feels like the wrong move to me you know, at least for the time being, it's not, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird, but yeah, new era, new hundred years, I guess. New era. 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to, you know, he already, the job is gone. So if if they wanted to hire me, I wouldn't be against it. I'd rather Bill have the job. I wouldn't either. But if the job is out there, Disney, I'm sure you can find my email. Email quizneyland at pocketeers.com. And uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I'll get a hold of you. Me going, uh, 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 bunch really isn't... uh, giving me a leg up in this situation but i'd be that's happy what to. editing is for <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh it's funny all right well i do want to thank fgp squad member anita because she posted that over on discord for those that hadn't heard the news yet uh super sad man i don't know this one like i said this one's going to be a hard one to get over for a while but uh, speaking of FGP Squad, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners that we call the FGP Squad. Uh, it really stands for Fairy Godparents, but at some point they decided Fairy Godparents was too long to hashtag, so uh, FGP Squad was born. And so now that that's what we hashtag, that's what we use. So it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. And if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, we invite you to go to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you'll find a list of some of our top contributors, uh, a link to our Patreon, a little bit of information about what the FGP squad is all about. And being a part of the FGP squad family gets you some additional perks like access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to uh, exclusive things like our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, discount codes for Podcateers gear, random giveaways, uh, special section of Discord, and more. So if you would like to become part of the FGP Squad family, again, podcateers.com slash FGP. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, All right. So Disney Dreamlight Valley. This is a a game I've talked about a lot. Uh, All three of us, I think, we've talked about it a lot. It's a game I think we've enjoyed. Uh, It's been over a year since the release of Disney Dreamlight Valley. From the initial release around September of last year, uh, it was always stated that you would eventually be able to buy the game, that it was uh, in early access when we got it. Uh, It was paid Uh, In order to be a part of the early access, the game was available in one of three Founders packs. They had a Standard Edition, a Deluxe Edition, or an Ultimate Edition, I think is what the third one was called. Uh, It was basically the same base game, but each one of them offered additional freebies like decoration items, uh, motifs, which are kind of like stamps or stickers that you can use to create uh, new items like clothing, like you could put the motifs on shirts and have like a graphic tee or something like that. Exclusive companions, uh, cosmetic items, uh, you know, different clothing and stuff like that. And Moonstones, which is the the currency of the game that's tied to like real world money. Um, so when you when you bought into the early access, you know, you were getting an opportunity, one, to play the game to interact with the community. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley fits right into the cozy game category. So it's very similar to like Animal Crossing. And it's it's the game that I've compared it to the most. It's basically Disney's version of Animal Crossing. And it's been fun. 
not only the gameplay wise, but uh, I think we mentioned it when Jason was last on the podcast that there's times where, uh, you know, the soundtrack is great. Like the sound design of this game is fantastic. And there are times where I just sit there and listen to the music, which is great, by the way, because they just released the soundtrack on all major like sound like music platforms so spotify apple music all that stuff like you can now listen to the dream the disney dreamlight valley soundtrack uh i'll post the link and qr code and all that stuff that they posted in their showcase over on discord and on instagram if you want to uh take a listen to that but but the game has great sound design and i've kind of edged out to listening to the music now i get to do it through a music platform which is great because i don't have to launch the game to listen to stuff but uh there was a big announcement this week that pertained to the showcase that happened today uh in the showcase they talked about the future of the game uh, upcoming updates new characters adventures all that stuff but it was the announcement I mean, I've I've read comments on Discord and Reddit and stuff like that, and it looks like it's got people questioning whether or not they're going to even continue playing the game or if they're even going to try the game to begin with. Uh, because, you know, like I said, it the, the game was in early access, and it was essentially this paid beta. Like, you paid to play a game full of bugs, essentially. But the advantage to that was not only that you got an opportunity to play the game, but you could interact with Gameloft and, you know, you were a part of the troubleshooting and you were able to provide uh, suggestions for guidance of the game, um, quality of life updates, you know, as as the game progressed. So it, it was great. I mean, I thought it, it was uh, a great idea for the devs to allow this like open forum for suggestions and bug reports and all that stuff. Uh, on top of that, we got star pads. Right, which are quests that you can go on. We had new realms introduced, and uh, the realms essentially introduced uh, new characters like Wally and Nala, Simba, Buzz, Woody, you know, just to name a handful. The two latest characters that they introduced were Belle and the Beast. You know, you were able to welcome them into your valley. And, you know, since the game launched, Gameloft always said, you know, we're going to eventually make this game free to play when it's finally out of its early release, out of this beta state. But that is no longer the plan. Whoa. Yeah, they have completely turned on that, which is funny because they also released Speedstorm, which was also in beta. You were also able to get a Founders Pack, the same model that they built for Dreamlight Valley. But Speedstorm is now free to play. They have officially launched the free-to-play version of Speedstorm. Dreamlight Valley leaves early access on December 5th. That is the day that the next major and final update as part of this early access and like current version of the game, that's when 1.0 officially releases. They're launching it with an expansion pack called A Rift in Time, which will require an additional purchase, by the way. Uh, I want to read from the blog post talking about this, and then I want to uh, go to you both for your opinions on this. But uh, in their blog post, this is how they, how Gameloft tries to justify everything that's going on. So they say, 
engagement. Early access has been an incredible value for the entire Disney Dreamlight Valley team. Thanks to your enthusiasm and participation over the past year, we have had the chance to build the game we aspire to, while implementing your feedback to make the Valley experience even more magical. Reflecting on the journey we've been on with all of you, we're so excited to share that on December 5th, Disney Dreamlight Valley will leave early access. As we transition to launch, existing players will keep their access to the game, their moonstones, and their save game. As we look ahead to the official launch with the learnings we've gained from early access, we've made the decision to remain a paid game for the foreseeable future. This means we will not make the transition to be a free-to-play game when we leave early access on December 5th. This choice ensures that Disney Dreamlight Valley will be able to continue delivering on a premium game experience for all players. It's important to us that we maintain our promise to keep delivering free content updates that add new characters, realms, clothing, furniture, and more surprises to your valley. Purchases requiring Moonstones will remain optional, fair, and match the level of quality players have come to expect. Players will still be able to collect free Moonstones via Dream Snaps and Chests, or optionally choose to purchase them. Moving forward, Founders Packs will continue to be available through December 4th. When we transition out of Early Access on December 5th, we'll be unveiling all new additions. New players can choose to purchase the core game with bonus moonstones on its own or opt for the gold edition, which includes exclusive cosmetic items, access to a Rift in Time expansion, and even more moonstones. So essentially, the breakdown of the new versions that are coming that are no longer going to be Founders Packs are the base game, which is going to be a digital download with 8,000 moonstones, will be $39.99. They're going to have something called the Cozy Edition, which they're calling physical. However, from what I've seen, it's a case for a cartridge with a digital code to download the game. So I don't know why they're calling this physical, but that one's supposed to come with, I think, 14,000 Moonstones. And it's supposed to come with some additional exclusive items like a cottage and uh, like the raccoon companions and the Cheshire Cat sweater and all sorts of stuff. That one's going to be $49.99. And then the gold edition, which ironically is digital again, is 15,000 Moonstones. And you also get uh, all of the stuff that you get in the cozy edition, but you get some like flowery animal companion, a cottage, uh, and some artist overalls, I think. And if you're one of the founders, if you have a founder's pack, all the stuff that that you can get in the gold edition is going to be gifted to you as a thank you for being one of the founders or having a founder's edition of the game. So if you're currently playing, uh, you're going to get that stuff for free. Um, and then, of course, the Rift in Time expansion pack, which if you purchase it, it'll be $29.99. It will be a digital download uh, it'll require the base game to play it, so you will need to already have an edition of the game to play it, uh, but it'll also come with 5,000 Moonstones. Uh, so given this news that Dreamlight Valley is shifting this model that they've been talking about for over a year of, hey, we're in beta, you could pay to be a part of the beta, and eventually it'll be free to play, and now they've completely change that model your thoughts on game loft changing course they didn't figure this out earlier 
and surprise we need more money i mean (laughs) how do you that's kind of bad business right there so i understand the frustration and the anger and when you're talking about the expansion pack the first thing i thought of was they followed what animal crossing did because the expansion pack was 29 i believe and so for me i'm like okay that's I'm not going to complain about that because I made a purchase like that. There's no reason for me to complain. And I'll most likely play it. So, all right, that's kind of fair. But I don't know. To be a fly on the wall when that decision was made. Now, it's cool that we're going to get the stuff as well. So I appreciate that. Other than that, I think I'm still processing a lot of the information. (laughs) But, um... Overall, just, it's weird. It's kind of weird, but. Yeah, yeah it's it's definitely weird. It's, uh, you know, it. I get where they're coming from, I guess. Like, we want to make it blah, 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 blah. They should have just not said free to play to begin with. You know, that, that would have, you know, hey, here's a game. And then if they ended up doing free to play then great. Um, But with what we've been given so far and with how like buggy it still is on, you know, some platforms a la Switch, it's still kind of like still seems to be in some sort of testing phase. It's still being that buggy. And I mean, I know there's bigger video games that'll be released, you know, with worse bugs than we're having um, so it's not an uncommon thing in the video game industry as far as I know. Um, but, <clears throat> but it's, it's nice that I guess we shall get being founders, be able to get some of these perks, you know, it, it's a kind of a nice little plus for the people that have already bought the game, but it's I'm sure disappointing to those people that were hoping that this would be free to play, you know, something that would just be a little time killer. You didn't have to really put some money into it. And, and that opportunity is now, you know, not something that they can do now. Hopefully these new changes they're implementing include, since this is a paid game, the paid game really shouldn't have all of these microtransactions. Like most, most paid games are, I mean, I don't play a ton of video games, but there are, you know, less, from what I understand, microtransactions. You know, there's like, get the expansion, whatever, DLC, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like, our, you know, I don't know. I don't play a ton of video games, but it seems like if this is a paid game, you should then not have as many of the freaking microtransactions and Moonstone and blah, 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 blah. You should just be able to earn all the stuff in the game. Um, yeah, that's my thing. So it is interesting that you that you say that because so I, I've been thinking about this because they announced the idea that the game was no longer going to be free several days before the showcase happened. Right. And the showcase really did talk about the direction the game is taking. I'm a little lost on how to feel completely about this, because when I explain to you what's coming in the game, you'll understand why I I don't know exactly how to feel. But I agree with you that if it's a paid game, they do have to 
pull back on the microtransactions, right? Or give you an opportunity to earn more stuff. I think the better approach would have been the way that Epic handles Fortnite, right? Because Fortnite is 100% free to play, but all of the skins and all the stuff that you can buy, you have to buy the V-Bucks in order to make the purchases. And I know this because my kids are always asking for them, right? So that's a model that works. Like you don't have to buy the V-Bucks in order to enjoy the game. You can jump in, you can learn the game, and you can play whenever you want. But if you really get into it, you have the opportunity to update your character to get new stuff through the purchase of their currency, which is the V-Bucks. Dreamlight Valley should have done the same thing. They should have offered a 100% free game that offered maybe like the first two or three realms in the castle for free. Maybe like everything that we got for the first six months, maybe as part of the founders should have been free. And everything else, like every new realm should have been like a microtransaction. Like you pay like four or five dollars to access a new character set or something. The only problem, like even I know it's my idea, but the only problem I have with that in particular is that the realms themselves are not big. There's nothing tied to them that makes Mm -hmm. them reusable, right? Like once you pull the character out of there, it's just, yeah, it's all it's for. So maybe they could bundle it as like, you know, five bucks will get you the next five character realms or something like that. Or you know what I mean? They could bundle the star pads maybe, or they can have the base game where all the stuff is available except for the star pads or the additional like rooms in the castle. Yeah, well, I mean, because uh, adding those, you know, the realms are really what progress the story forward. And if if you know you want to be able to come do any of the story, that would be kind of sucky to have to like pay five bucks every month or whatever to make the story go forward, right? But I mean, that's kind of how other games progress, right? No, I so guess I don't unless know. unless they made the entire first... Okay, so one of the biggest things that's changing on December 5th is that they're wrapping up the storyline of The Forgotten. I know some people have played it through and they've kind of seen it all the way through. You kind of know the story. We've talked about the ending of the game already. You know, Jason and I both finished and we kind of got there. We talked about it when he was last on the podcast. But they haven't finished the story because at the end of the game, they teased some of the things they talked about in the showcase. Like I could talk about it now because they've already talked about it in the showcase. So at the end of the credits of the, the forgotten storyline, you see the shadow of Jafar and he starts laughing in the background. And this is after you complete your final task with the forgotten where it's revealed that there's something special about Skull Rock, but Merlin is researching what's happening. Now, as part of the December 5th update, I have a feeling that Skull Rock is going to be the catalyst of what they are calling the Valleyverse, because multiplayer is coming on December 5th to Disney Dreamlight Valley. So that's part of the big update that's making it 1.0. The Valleyverse is very similar to Animal Crossing's island visiting dynamic where you'll be able to visit your friend's, your, your friend's valleys 
Uh, you can visit their Scrooge shop to shop there for items that they don't have that day on their valley. You'll be able to gift items to your friends. So all of that visiting, giving items, buying items, all the stuff that you saw in Animal Crossing is coming to Dreamlight Valley next month. Like we're literally a month away from this update. On top of that, we're getting a brand new star path, which will involve uh, the Disney princesses. Like remember Belle in the, in her winter outfit, like the pink winter outfit, the big fuzzy one from the mm-hmm. from the movie. Like, that's part of the star path. They're doing something with Belle, and they're doing, like, a whole new star path. On top of that, Jack Skellington is getting added as a new character as part of the update, just the standard update that's coming. So Jack Skellington will be a character in the valley. New house, new character, everything. Take my money. Right? (laughs) On top of that, Andrew... Uh, so and, and then again, they're they're wrapping up the story of the forgotten because ever since the end of the game or what we thought was the end of it, uh, they've had like these almost weekly tasks that you can do with the forgotten, and they're all simple. Like one of them was set up a room inside of your house for the forgotten where they would feel at home. And so you have to decorate it with like dark items and stuff like that. And then you take a picture and show it to them. And that's the end of the quest. So it's been really easy things, but every time that you do a new thing, they keep hinting more and more at skull rock and what's coming for skull rock. And that they're starting to remember the adventures that they had on skull rock. So I think that skull rock is going to be, the kind of the gateway to other stuff but we'll see uh the other thing that they mentioned is that part of the 1.0 update is that there's going to be a lot of bug fixes on all platforms Mm. so a lot of enhancements and a lot of huge bug fixes that have been kind of lingering for some time that they finally uh fixed they finally are able to push the update and it's going to be part of the 1.0 update so all of that is coming and it's going to be like the final like big update you know that's coming to the game as part of this early access thing that's happening alongside uh and before i get into the rift of time por- portion of it the roadmap that they laid out as part of the like the base game is that in late winter they're adding a monsters inc realm to bring sully and mike into dreamlight valley as well and starting with the winter update Every major update that they do is going to include a brand new star path throughout 2024. So that's probably three or four that we're going to get. In early spring, they're teasing a new character. They didn't say much about it, but the only tease was that a vibrant new villager moves into the valley. That's all they said. In late spring, they teased uh, more, but again, not much information, but the tease was... You don't find a realm like this every dynasty. Oh. That was the entire tease. <laughs> All right. And then in summer 2024, Tiana is coming to Dreamlight Valley. Finally. And then along with <laughs> new recipes that you've seen in Princess and the Frog and more stuff. So uh, the Rift in Time expansion is... It, it might seem cliche to say this, but it's kind of a game changer, Okay. So one, I want to before I talk about the riff in time, I want to, uh, you know, talk about the the whole turning back on the free thing. 
this sucks for people that were looking forward to playing, right? Because a lot of them, a lot of people that wanted to play and couldn't get the full edition or maybe had kids that wanted to play but couldn't get the full edition, like now they, they're they stuck in the same place, right? If they couldn't right. get it before, they may not be able to get it now. And that's why I think Game Loft should have taken the Fortnite approach and made the game free and offered additional realms or star pads or whatever as paid content you not and not like like five bucks to open the realm they should treat it like v bucks where you get the moonstones for real world money and it's x amount to not just unlock the shop things but like for instance there is a current paid i'm gonna call it a paid star path because you're technically using moonstones which are tied to real world currency it is a optional paid star path where you can turn Ursula into Vanessa. And so she leaves the water. She can run around the valley. And she's basically Vanessa for the entire game until you turn her back into Ursula. Well, that's not a star that, path. It's just a... It's an optional a... add-on. Yeah, it's an... Yeah, not it's a an... star path, though. What do they call it? It's not... It's I, a, I don't um... know. It's a bundle or something. I don't know. It's not... Because the, the star path's the thing where you have to do all the tasks and da 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 Right. Um, man, I, I wish I remember what they were calling it. That's okay. I was getting confused um, for a second. I was like... <laughs> call, it, it's, it's some kind of bundle. I forgot what, what the actual technical name is, but they did one for Wally as well. And But the Wally one, I have to admit, was kind of lame because although it has like a quest element to it it's like four thousand yeah. moonstones but at the end all you ended up getting was like a dapper outfit for wally and like a dapper outfit for your character so i'm not spending four thousand moonstones on that i might spend four thousand moonstones once i collect them to bring vanessa to the valley but the dapper wally is kind of a lame thing to spend four thousand moonstones on but regardless yes, they're called a bundle Okay. I, I, have, I have my okay. switch bundle. Awesome. <laughs> um, regardless, the idea of using moonstones to unlock these realms, like if you had like, you know, a, a three realm bundle for 1500 moonstones, 1500 moonstones is fairly easily attainable in the game. If you get the hundred to 150 moonstones per day, it'll take you like a week to collect them for free. If they took that approach, one, it would be more successful and it might entice people to pay more money for the other stuff. I get why they're doing this, you know, because they're going to need more server space and everything. And when I tell you about the rift in time, it might help you understand it too. But I hope they change course on this again and they realized, you know, we made a mistake. Let's go back to the free model and use Epic's model that they do for Fortnite because it'll benefit us in the long run. But... This is what's coming as part of the paid expansion of Rift in Time, which is $29.99, December 5th. So one, we finally get an answer to the ruins in the game. Guess what? It's not Atlantis. <laughs> tell you right now, so. It's not Atlantis. <laughs> what it is, though, is, again, we see the tease of Jafar at the end of the first portion of the game, and Jafar causes a rift in time and a whole bunch of problems. The rift in time is part of a new valley that the expansion is part of a new valley. It's essentially the size of our current Dreamlight Valley with all the biomes, except it's only three biomes. 
Uh, it is called Ancient's Landing, which is like a little port town by the sea. Glittering Dunes, which is a desert. And Wild Tangle, which is a jungle. The entire three-biome set is called Eternity Isle. So Eternity Island. They're introducing a new tool. It's like an ancient staff called the Royal Hourglass. And essentially, the story is that it's an ancient tool from an advanced society where technology and old basically they're pulling information from all different types of ancient civilizations and how people talk about how they were much more advanced and you know they had all these cool tools to help them do everything they've used mm-hmm. those ideas to implement it into the rift in time expansion pack uh the that royal hourglass is essentially used to detect ancient treasure and so you kind of like point it in the air and if it detects something you can hold it and it like shakes and it like pulls out these ancient treasures out of thin air and the cool thing about it is that the, the royal hourglass isn't only going to work on eternity isle it's also going to work in dreamlight valley and it's going to work inside of the realms in the castle, which means you'll finally have a reason to go back and search through those realms for these additional ancient like relics that you need to collect for this okay. new expansion. They're also introducing these things called ancient machines, which will automate tasks in the valley or on Eternity Isle. So simple things like watering your plants will be automated using the ancient machines. They are also introducing the auto cooker as one of these ancient machines, which will finally let you cook multiple items of something that you're trying to cook. If you want to do 20 pumpkin puffs, you just say (laughs) pumpkin puffs recipe, make 20 of these and boom, you make 20 of them. All right. So that's finally coming as part of the expansion. Uh, the The four new characters that they're adding, of course, is Jafar they're adding Eve, which you will find in the Ancient's Landing biome. They're adding Gaston, which will be in the Glittering Dunes biome. And Rapunzel, which will be in the Wild Tangle Jungle biome. Ooh. They're also launching the very first mini game as part of the expansion. They're going to have this little mini game that looks kind of like chess. And you move Disney characters around to collect coins that you can use to buy stuff on the island. So it, it's kind of like an in-game currency thing. It's just a little fun way to try to earn more coins to use on stuff that you need to purchase. So I thought if it's the first one that they're introducing, I think it's fun to have little mini games to play. Let's see. The expansion, from what I recall, isn't going to be, like the entire story isn't just going to be available so you don't burn through it the entire, like the first week of the expansion. Chapter one called Welcome to Eternity Isle will be on December 5th. In spring 2024, chapter two will be released. That's going to be the spark of imagination. And then it'll culminate with chapter three, Treasures in Time in summer of 2024. Uh, again, from, from what I saw, the entire map of Eternity Island or Eternity Isle is the size of Dreamlight Valley with all the unlocked biomes from the Forgotten Lands to uh, Frosted Heights all the way down to Dazzleby, everything. Like the entire map size is the three new biome size. So it's you're basically getting a whole second game of Dreamlight Valley That's what it with sounds the expansion like. pack. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's got it's 
its own set of item limits for you to set down. So if you reach your limit in Dreamlight Valley, you can have another 3,000 or whatever uh, in, you know, whatever uh, system. By the way, the item limit, uh, the Switch is the only console that you can play that that has the option in the settings to expand for additional slots but you can't enable it you can enable it on playstation xbox and pc because the processor can handle the additional items so Mm -hmm. if you have uh if you're playing on any one of those platforms if you go to your settings and then go to help i believe uh, it's right where you do the redemption codes and it's in the, like the help section in the settings, but it's under the redemption code section. There is an option that says extra object limit off or on. And if you turn it on, it adds like an additional thousand or 2000 or something so that you can lay more stuff down and decorate a little bit better. Uh, again, the switch is the only console that you currently cannot do that on because the switch can't handle it. Uh, I'm assuming that once the Switch 2 comes out or the Switch Pro or whatever it happens to be called, I'm, a, I'm hoping that that one will be able to handle it. But uh, along with the additional content, they're going to be introducing new ingredients, new recipes. They're going to have strawberries in the game, something called the Fantasy Ooh. Fig. Uh, they're introducing cinnamon. Some of the new uh, recipes are going to be like poutine and latkes, arepas, like all sorts of cool stuff is coming. Uh, they're saying that it, there's going to be a lot of secret locations in the the expansion that aren't just going to be like easily found. You'll have to find the secret entrances in order to get to these secret locations, uh, including one secret location that, if I remember correctly, the quote was, it's a memorable location from a Disney movie. But that's all they said. Like they didn't give more information than that. So... Um, so yeah, if you want, if you want the early, that, that's everything that's basically coming as part of the Rift and Time expansion pack. So if you were interested in playing the game and you want the Founders Pack items, the Founders Pack did have exclusive items, uh, depending on which Founders Pack you purchased, uh, they did have, uh, like additional clothing items and like additional companions and more moonstones and stuff. The moonstones is really the best bargain as far as buying moonstones, because if you thought about buying the game, one of the uh, founders editions is kind of more bang for your buck when it comes to moonstones. So if you don't have one, I would consider getting one uh, if you're able, uh, because once December 4th rolls around they're getting rid of those. And the new editions, the standard, the cozy, and the gold edition will be the brand new editions. They won't have any of those Founders Pack items. That stuff is going away forever from what they're they're saying. And as far as the expansion is concerned, I think I'm going to get it. One of the biggest things about Dreamlight Valley that a lot of people complained about is that there isn't much to do in the game once you finish the main storyline. Right. And I've been trying to take up a lot of my time getting through the dreamlight tasks, like feeding the the animals, harvesting the different plants, doing the conversations and everything, trying to get through all of the task cards. As You know, I mean, some of them are timed. You can't breeze through them because, for instance, feeding the animals, you can only do two to three a day per biome. 
you know, because that's just, they, that's how they appear. That's the frequency that the animals appear in. But now this is a whole new game. You know, if they're going to be doing these paid expansions, this isn't very different than buying an expansion pack for anything else or a season pass for something, right? I've, I, one of the games that I play is the WWE 2K23 game. You know, in order to get extra wrestlers and extra characters and extra storylines, I had to get a season pass for it. And that was like 20 or 30 bucks as well. I don't remember what it was. Um, but it, it was a paid expansion. Like you could you could think about these expansions that are coming as the season passes or whatever. There's games out there that are free like Fall Guys and Fortnite that have the ability to purchase season passes. Um you know, to buy additional content or you can buy the, the currency to buy content, which is why I, I think Dreamlight Valley should be free. I think they need to take Epic's route and make it free and offer the additional tasks and biomes or not the biomes, the uh, realms and stuff as part of internal purchases that you can make by purchasing Moonstones or whatever, the way you would V-Bucks or uh, I forgot what they're called in Fall Guys, but uh yeah i i I think i'm gonna get it i think it's only going to enhance the the gameplay but i think again the game changer is going to be the addition of the ability to visit people's valleys and that community component that's been missing from this type of game since its launch yeah the price of it is going to be worth it um for sure you're getting more than what if you compare it to Animal Crossing, you're going to get more. The fact that you're going to get a whole new valley is like you're buying, you're getting a brand new game. Like you just said it. You just said it. Um, everything you mentioned, I mean, it's it, it's a lot. There's a lot, which is actually really good for value. I totally agree that I do feel bad that for those who are waiting for this for to be free, are free to play that they can't you know maybe they can't afford it i mean that's little things like that like they shouldn't have um i think they should have it play for free just like you mentioned and have the little like side purchases if they wanted to partake in anything else but at the same time i understand why it's going to be price still because of look of what they're making and what they're doing that's going to require a lot of support so though that money is going to go towards it um i'm excited though i i really really am um yeah i mean i'm uh i'm just uh gonna wait and see we'll see what happens i'm you know i've already paid my money so it's really not gonna affect me too much um We'll see what happens. And if I get bored with the game, I can always just stop playing, I guess. <laughs> or if I'm not not into doing it, right? Like, So I'm glad you brought that up because my first thought was what Mel said is that, you know, if you can't afford the game, that's one thing, right? You were waiting for the free to play. But there's a bunch of people that can afford the game, but they might not want to pay the, you know, 30 40 or $60 for a game that they're not going to play past the first like phase of the game right that's why game trials exist to see if you're going to like the game then you pay for it and then you continue playing but 
you know, if there isn't a game, if this if this is going to be 100% paid, they should at least have like a game trial for like a day or a week or something. And then if you have like a week long trial, I'm sure that people would can decide in that week whether or not they want to continue playing or not to pay for the game. Right. And then it just locks it until you pay for it or whatever the case is. But I still think that the better approach is making it 100% free for those that didn't get a chance, you know, to get it and then follow the the Fortnite model uh, or even the model that they're following for Speedstorm, which is their own game. Right. Um, But I mean, we want to hear from you, you know, listening. uh, What do you think? Do you already play the game? How does this affect you? Do you plan on getting the rift in time? Uh, how do you feel about them changing course and saying, hey, we're not going to make this free. We're going to make this paid going forward. Of any of the solutions that we proposed, would any of them fit where you fall as a gamer? Or do you have a better idea of how they could handle something like this where they get what they need out of paid subscriptions in order to continue development and in order to continue support for the game. But, you know, people also get what they want or need to be able to play the game. So, you know, sound off in the uh, post for this episode over on Instagram, or we'd love for you to join us over on discord. Joining the community on discord is super simple. Head on over to podcasters.com slash links. You'll find a link for discord there couple clicks and you'll be a part of the community uh leave a comment there if you've already joined us we'd love to hear your thoughts on the changes that are coming to disney dreamlight valley uh all right i think it's time to start winding down the episode and as we have been to celebrate the 100 years of wonder for the disney company we have been doing that with a special segment called great moments with mr andrew so mr andrew take it away Here we go. Let's end this with the bang, I guess. Uh, The years this week are 2009, 2010. 2010, the year I first got my my first annual pass. We haven't got there. I didn't put it in the thing. You know, I don't think that's really big Disney history. Andrew got his first annual pass. I think it is. Because look where you are today. Look where I am today. Reading a bunch of stuff off a Google Doc. Good job, me. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, let's get started with 2009 for video games. The releases are Phineas and Ferb for Nintendo DS, Disney Sing It, High School Musical 3 Senior Year, Dance Dance Revolution, Disney Grooves, Hannah Montana, the movie, the game, Up, Kingdom Hearts, uh, 358 Days Over 2, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Toy Story Mania, Wizards of Waverly Place, Cars Raceorama, Disney Fairies Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure, Jonas, and Stitch DS uh, for theme parks in 2009. In January, uh, Mayor Han Zhang of Shanghai, China, announces at a press conference that all major issues have been worked out with Disney for a new park on mainland China. On February 6th, It's a Small World reopens at Disneyland with new boats, a new Spirit of America scene, re-recorded soundtrack, and 29 Disney characters added to their home worlds. 
On February 12th, the grand opening of the American Idol Experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios. In March, Disney replaces the live hosts of the Studio Backlot Tour with pre-recorded narrations at Disney Hollywood Studios. In April, the Characters in Flight attraction opens in Disney Springs. On April 17th, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique opens in Disneyland. On May 4th, Mickey's Fun Wheel opens in Paradise Pier, California Adventure. On June 12th, Summer Night Tastic begins at the Disneyland Resort, highlighting the return of Fantasmic and an updated Disney's Electrical Parade. On July 3rd, the Hall of Presidents officially reopens in the Magic Kingdom uh, with new speeches by Barack Obama and George Washington. On September 12th at uh, the D23 Expo, Jay Rizzullo, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, announces Fantasyland at Walt Disney World will undergo an extensive transformation and expansion, tripling its size by 2013. On October 14th, the Sum of All Thrills attraction opens at Epcot's Innoventions, the first ride for that building. And in December, groundbreaking ceremony for Hong Kong Disneyland expansion for three new lands, uh, Mystic Point, Grizzly Gulch, and Toy Story Land. For Disney Cruise in 2009, on March 2nd, Disney Cruise Line begins construction of two new ships with steel cutting ceremony at the Meyer Wharf Shipyards in Papenburg, uh, Germany. On March 11th, at the uh, 2009 shareholders meeting, Disney announces the name of the company's two new ships will be the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. Each ship will have 1,250 staterooms and will each be 128,000 tons. On August 31st, the Walt Disney Company announces enhancements to Castaway Cay in the Bahamas, extending the Castaway Cay family beach by more than 700 feet, with new family lunch buffet locations, new beverage bar, new beach rental location, merchandise locations, a 2,400-square-foot water feature called Pelican Plunge, a new 2,400-square-foot water play area called Spring-A-Leak, 1,200-foot soft wet deck for youngsters, 20 new private cabanas, new hideout area for teens, new in-the-shade game pavilion, and three new massage cabanas at Serenity Bay Beach. On September 11th, uh, Disney Cruise Line announces it will offer Alaskan cruises during a four-month season of seven-night sailings aboard the Disney Wonder in uh, uh, 2011, departing out of Vancouver, Canada. On October 30th, the Disney Cruise Line announces the upcoming ship, the Disney Dream, will include the world's first shipboard water coaster ride, the Aqua Duck. Inside cabins will include virtual portholes, displaying live ocean uh, video view from cameras placed to the exterior of the ship. And in youth areas, a 103-inch video screen will feature Crush and Stitch characters in real-time conversations for kids. And on November 26th in New York City, the 83rd annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade takes place, includes the debut of a Sailor Mickey balloon, which is 61 feet high and filled with 14,000 cubic feet of helium. The balloon is there to promote the Disney Cruise Line. Other notable events of 2009, the Walt Disney Company announces the creation of the D23 official Disney Fan Club. Disney becomes an equity owner of Hulu on April 30th. Brett Iwen is first called to be the voice of Mickey Mouse shortly after the death of Wayne Alwayne. Marty Sklar retires from the Walt Disney Company. On August 30th, due to disappointing advanced ticket sales for the rest of the year, as well as to make room for the Addams Family, The Little Mermaid closes on Broadway. Uh, the Walt Disney Company agrees to buy Marvel Entertainment for $4 billion. Uh, from September 10th to September 13th, the first D23 Expo is held in Anaheim. 
Uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum opens in San Francisco on October 1st. Disney Stores ceases the sale of Disney Dollars. The Carolwood Records label of the Disney Music Group closes. And by December 31st, Disney completes its acquisition of Marvel. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 2009 features Tony Anselmo, Harry Archernall, uh, B. Arthur, Bill Farmer, Estelle Getty, Don Iwerks, Rue McClanahan, Leota Toombs Thomas, Betty White, and Robin Williams. Uh, and notable deaths from 2009, we have May 4th, Dom DeLuise, May 18th, Wayne Alwain, June 23rd, Ed McMahon, June 25th, both Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson, July 14th, Dal McKinnon, September 14th, Patrick Swayze, and December 16th, Roy E. Disney. And that brings us to 2010. The video games released that year are Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, Stitch Ooh. Jam, Toy Story 3, the video game, The World of Cars Online, uh, Bomberman Disney Stitch Edition, Guilty Party, Phineas and Ferb Ride Again, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, Woo. Disney Channel All-Stars Party, Tangled, and Epic Mickey Yoo. for theme parks in 2010. <laughs> On February 23rd, game, Epic Mickey is a great game. I love yes. it. For, for theme parks in 2010, on February 23rd, Captain EO reopens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. On March 11th, Disney introduces the Disney Premier Passport for use at all parks at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. On May 29th, Silly Symphony Swings open in Paradise Pier at California Adventure. On June 1st, the name of Cinderella's Golden Carousel and Magic Kingdom is changed to Prince Charmy's Regal Carousel. On June 11th, a uh, World of Color premieres in the Paradise Pier at Disney California Adventure. On July 27th, the original Star Tours closes in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. In August, uh, Toy Story Playland opens in Disneyland Paris with rides uh, including Toy Soldier Parachute Drop, Slinky Dog Zigzag Spin, and RC Racer. On September 7th, the Malaboomer closes in Paradise Pier, uh, as well as the Bountiful Valley Farm closes to make way for Cars Land. And also on September 7th, the final ride of Star Tours at Hollywood Studios in Florida is held by uh, D23 club members. On October 14th, Duffy the Disney Bear debuts at Epcot and Disney California Adventure. On October 22nd, the start of the new street show, Disney Channel Rocks, uh, premieres at Hollywood Studios. Uh, and that's it for theme parks. On to Disney Cruise Line in 2010. On March 27th, the live musical show Villains Tonight premieres aboard the Disney Magic. On April 26th, the Disney Magic cruise ship makes its maiden call at the Valletta Waterfront in Malta. Uh, on October 30th, the Disney Dream uh, ship floats for the first time out of the Meyerwerf shipyard. And on December 10th, uh, Disney Cruise Line takes possession of the Disney Dream. Uh, other notable events of 2010 on June 25th, a special D23 event is held at the Disney studio in honor of Walt Disney archives, uh, and founder, uh, Dave Smith, the film archiving the archives, 40 years of preserving the magic premieres, uh, Disney sells the power Rangers franchise and other related shows to Saban brands for $100 million. And Disney sells Miramax films to film yard holdings for 660 million. The Disney Legends class of 2010 includes Regis Philbin, Jim Henson, Jody Benson, Paige O'Hara, Leah Salonga, uh, Linda Larkin, Anika Noni Rose, Jack Rather, Bonita Rather, 
Guy Williams, Bo Boyd, and Raymond Watson. Uh, and the notable deaths of 2010, we have March 18th, Fess Parker, April 1st, John Forsyth, September 7th, Glenn Shaddix, October 19th, Tom Bosley, and November 28th, Leslie Nielsen. So that has been uh, great moments with me, Mr. Andrew, for the years 2009 and 2010. Woo-hoo. All right, that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Mel, uh, plug Isle of Magic one more time. Try to get some people out to go see you. Sure. Um, we are days away from the Isle of Magic Marketplace. And as I was you know, repeating myself beforehand, get your tickets. They're still free. They're still available. Um, and we're going to have... There's been more that's been added from entertainment, food, chances to win different things. I mean, there's going to be so many activities. There's going to be about 35 of us. I will be there. I would love to see you. Actually, Jill and I will be there. So we would love to see you. (laughs) There's going to be tons to see, do, experience, you know, check it out. Come on down. It's between three to eight and it'll be this Sunday, the 5th. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.